Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. We are now into week 14 in the waiver show, which is actually going to be a little bit light on the waivers, I think, this week. Playoff time, baby. Playoff time. I think, really, I mean, when you're looking at it, Defenses might be most important this week in the waivers. It I is. think defenses and even maybe slightly kickers. Defenses, kickers, the things that you can go out and actually get. Yep. If you're going out and trying to get a QB for some odd reason, you're probably <laughs> in, you're in a bad way right well, now. And there's really there's nobody on the waiver wire to me that's gonna you're gonna want to stick in your lineup this week. And there really wasn't any injuries that make it so somebody needs to throw that make a you know a crazy move and throw one of these waiver wire guys in, I feel like. There wasn't I mean, who's really out other if somebody lost Gronk, they lost him last week, they should have a replacement already. So there's not I mean it's gonna be again, we're gonna talk about some handcuffs probably again. Like yeah. I think that's something you should get. Some interesting guys in case something develops it, over the week. You know, just they might as well. I mean there's not really maybe the receivers might have a little bit more upside. There's really not many Running backs with huge upside, I feel like, this week. So I don't even really have these in any kind of order because I don't really think there's a real, you could say, this guy's my top waiver wire of the week. I don't really have that. But the first guy I've listed is Ty Montgomery. This is He's been on the list before. And it's mainly because it looks like the Packers have realized that Ty Montgomery's a better player than James Starks, even at running back. Ty Montgomery's basically, he is, he is a running back now. And even with Starks back, he had 29 snaps. James Starks only had seven snaps. That There's something there. And Ty Montgomery's dropped down now to 37% owned. He was well up there at one point just a few weeks back. And you can play him. You know, he's still he's a, he's a running back. You can put him in there if, you, if you're right there, you know, very light at running back. So why not throw Ty Montgomery on your team, especially pick him up. I probably wouldn't play him this week, but put him on your bench, and he might go off. He might show it again. Hey, this guy's going to be the one to play. Put him in your lineup for week 15 if you get that far. But that's probably one of my the guys I feel like has the most upside on this list. Yeah. I'm, I was going to say, another guy that we talked about last week um, that you're still able to get is Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. And um, a nice little wide receiver. He had uh, five catches for 44 yards, so nothing spectacular no, after his big breakout. That's still fine, though. But he's still got five catches, and he's going against – if you're planning for the playoffs, I assume that you plan for more than one week. He's going against L.A. and then San Fran, which oh, yeah. are both, you know, yep. possible good games for him because they're they're not very good against the pass. So um, I kind of like Taylor Gabriel. He's still out there. He's still possible. What about someone like we had uh, talked about him um, on our last podcast, the breakout, but Tyler Lockett. Do you have yeah. any sort of – Tyler Lockett, available, yep. obviously. Yep. I, Tyler Lockett to me is a pickup, but – He's not a start because he, but he, he mainly got those points off of his well, one seventy-five yard touchdown run. So it's not something that you think is probably sustainable. But I like I really like Tyler. If this was, I'd be I'd rather talk about him for two thousand seventeen. I think Tyler Lockett's gonna be a good two thousand seventeen player for people. Probably not somebody you're gonna want to start this year. I don't see it. I would myself. I'm not starting Tyler Lockett probably. If he has a good game this week, I'm still not starting him next week. That's just me. So other people would start him. I'm not going to do it, and I probably, I'd have. I mean, it would take a lot for me to start him in the next three weeks. It would, it would be really tough for me to find a way to start him because chances are he does great the next two weeks. I start him week 16 and he puts up his one two point game. 
That's what I'm. It, you know, he's done it. Yeah, that's all, what you're worried about. That's kind of what I'm thinking with him. The actually a guy that I'm very interested in that you'll probably hear about from other places as well because, well, because Gronk goes down and now they're going three wide a lot more. But Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah, Mac- and, Malcolm Mitchell for sure. Yeah, yep. and he is. I mean, he's not owned by. Anyone, because people have been slacking no, but off he on had a, another solid week. Yeah, and he's going against Baltimore the f- next this week, so that will be you know first game of the playoffs, and he's going against Baltimore, who's ranked twenty third against um, against offensive passing wise. Yeah, and then he goes against Denver, so I probably wouldn't play him against Denver. But that first week, if you're in a pinch, I think he might be the play. If after I look at all of these different is situations, it, he seems like he's the guy training what, upward. Three weeks in a row now, it's happened for him. I, I believe, yes, yeah, it's, it's at least three weeks in a row, and it's continu- It's you yeah, know. three weeks. So he goes. I mean, he goes from obscurity, and then all of a sudden he hits week eleven against San Francisco, which is you know a great matchup. But he goes off for almost sixteen points. Then against the Jets, he goes off for sixteen points again. And both of those games, he had well, he had one touchdown and two. And then LA um, last week. Eight catches for eighty-two yards. Yeah, see, so he, he got get, it. He did it without the touchdown. Exactly. So you, you know? got eight points off of him, and I mean, eight catches is quite a bit. So yep. they keep trending up. No Gronk, like we said. Um, Amendola is even out. I think for pretty much the yep. at least you know fantasy playoffs. Um, so really, I mean, who else is he? He has his man Edelman, and um, you know, I'm thinking that Bennett he will get uh, more play, even though we didn't see it happen yet. It's it never really happened with Chris Hogan. So yeah, so I, I like Malcolm Mitchell as a player. For, I do too against Baltimore. I, no, I definitely agree with that. He's on my list for sure. So, I mean, there's other like wide receivers is the one spot you might be able to find a guy. Like even Dontrell Inman, he got another touchdown for San Diego. He's those San Diego receivers are tough with Benjamin and Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams is my top of those three, but Travis Benjamin's been doing nothing. No. So Inman's kind of the second guy now. Yeah, he would be more of a pinch. I just yep. I feel like I just don't trust him because well, I know it's, it's going to be true. up and down. I can see that. It's just if you're in a deeper league and you need a guy, he's been It's true. He's been decent. He, he has the ability to put up some points. And the other guy I'd be looking at, and I don't fully trust him, but is Brandon LaFell. He's yeah. still available in a ton of leagues. <laughs> and it looks like Dalton likes him. We've talked about him before. So it's another guy to look into if you're really hurt. Yeah, he's been he's been consistent. You know, he's just he's been consistent with you know, getting targets, getting catches, yeah. gets a touchdown every now and then. Yeah. You know, especially now AJ Green shouldn't be back this coming week. It doesn't I don't. They no. keep they, they don't they're not saying it every week, but there's he's not. I don't feel like there's no reason to rush him back. So why? And and another big reason, he did just come off a five catch and 95 yards with a touchdown performance. And usually, I you know you taper that because the two weeks before that he had three points apiece about, um, so he's very up and down. But like we said, no AJ Green, and they're going against Cleveland, yep. so there's going to be plenty of opportunity there. But like I said, I'd I'd much rather go for like a Malcolm Mitchell and probably even T- Taylor Gabriel for me. Probably I would probably start him over LaFell, but LaFell would probably fall in there. And yep. this is just the people that are actually available. Yep. Another guy, like I brought him up last week, I believe too, but he had a bye week. Is Corey Coleman? He's been you now. This will be his fifth game back from injury. Now he's steadily he's he's getting decent amount of work. I still feel like he's extremely talented and has a chance to you know really do something. So this isn't again. I do not start Corey Coleman this week. That's another thing. Don't start him. But this is the time of year where you have guys on your bench that you are not going to use. James Starks. I have him on my bench. I'm getting rid of James Starks for pretty much anything right now because I'm never going to start James Starks 
why not get Corey Coleman, who might blow up this week and could be a guy you might think of playing next week in, in case you have an injury situation comes up. I'm still not, I wouldn't start James Starks even with an injury situation, so that's the player I'm getting rid of. There's a couple guys like that out there. Um, I just really like Corey Coleman's talent. I know it's kind of late in the year, but he still isn't. It's going to be hard to play him, but there's not much out there. If you need someone to throw on your bench, why not throw him on the bench? And then another guy like that, another rookie, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, I feel like, is more of a – he's kind of a safe option. Yeah. More like a six-point – floor safe option, I feel like. I feel like he's due to catch a yeah. touchdown, too. I mean, obviously, that's a complete gut well, reaction. I, that my thought is he's going to get you 60 yards for sure. He's going to get you 60 yards, so if you play him, you know, you're going to get that safe six point, and you might get that touchdown. He's not going to... but that, That's kind of his range to me. It's like 6 to 12. I don't think he's going to be up there 15 to 20 points, but I really don't see him below six points, below that kind of range. And if, he, if it's PPR, if you're in PPR, like, it's even better. I feel like it's going to be kind of like a six-catch, 60-yard type game again. You know, it could easily get you 12 points in PPR without a touchdown. So he's, I think he's safe if you need somebody just to get you points. You have other star players who are going to put up the big points. You just need that guy who's not going to get you one. <laughs> get get Tyler Boyd. Why, yeah. You know, there's like we just LaFell. It's LaFell and Boyd are the two targets. Eifert, Eifert's been scoring a couple touchdowns, but he's not getting, I feel like, huge numbers. Yeah, I was expecting him to get a, a larger yeah. portion of the, you know, of the catch share, but it's not really happening. No, right it, it really hasn't at all. It's, it's, I mean, surprising to me. I'm actually, I'm a Eifert owner. I'm really surprised. I thought yeah. this was going to be huge and for him. I mean, he's still doing fine without it as far as tight ends go. He's, so. he's getting a touch. He's getting the end zone look every time. So that's where it is. But Boyd and LaFell are going to get most of the catches. I think in between, mm-hmm. in between there. That's kind of what seems like it's been happening. And I think even just to keep going on that jump to tight ends. Yep. Um, my big pickup this week, which actually will help a lot of people, and everyone's going to know about this name, but Ladarius Green. Yes, for sure. I mean, he. everyone knew about him. He's been hurt the entire year. He finally came on. The last couple of weeks he's been doing um, just kind of ramping up, and then finally this last week he really blew up and he caught a yep. touchdown. You know, he's on Pittsburgh, which is a hell of an offense, and he's only owned in... 11% of leagues. Exactly, 11. Well, and the, this is... He had his breakout game before, before this week. He... Last uh, week, twelve against Indy on Thanksgiving was actually his most snaps he played all year in this couple games. He only had fourteen snaps, so that shows that he just was getting back from injury, and he's back from injury now. Yep. And he is, I mean, he this people talk about him coming into the season. He is a great talent. We always thought he was when he played for San Diego, but couldn't get ahead of Gates. It was just Antonio Gates won't let and Antonio Gates won't let Hunter Henry in. It's exactly and. And the reason why this is so important is because tight end is already so thin this year. Yep. The fact that you can get someone like this who can actually put up double-digit yep. points for yep. a tight end, and let's be honest, half or more than half your league is not playing anymore. They're not going to be dropping guys. They're not going on waiver wire. So not only are you going to have to fight less people to get him, but there's also yep. less turnover, so you're not going to have as many options either. So if you have... Especially if you have draft ca- or not draft cash, but waiver cash left to draft these guys, yep. this is someone that you want to target extremely heavy. No, what are the chances that one of the you know worst positions in the league in the game, you get a player this talented on an offense that's that that, that good? Yeah. It doesn't happen. And it, I'm especially, and you might be like, oh, I have you know <laughs> Jimmy Graham, I have Kelsey, I have someone like that that I, I feel much more you know safe with, I want to play, I would have no problem with that. You play those guys, but I would still say you take a look at who you're playing and you say, hey, Ladarius Green is better than who than who they have currently. Yep. 
I would go out and oh, I would spend a lot of money yeah. try to get him and save yourself from having to play. Yeah, if you have, yeah, especially if your opponent doesn't have a good tight end, yeah. you know he's going after Ligadarius Green. Uh, Steal him if play, you can. Play defense on this yeah. waiver wire. Oh, another tight end might as well bring. I'm going to cheat a little bit on our 50 per, 50% level here because this guy is owned in 50.6% of leagues. Cameron Brait. And we've talked about Cameron Brait before. He's just kind of one of those guys that I feel like he's been added. He's probably been on like four teams in your league this year. That's what Cameron <laughs> Brait is. But he had a nice six-catch, 86 yards, and a touchdown um, last week. And he gets New Orleans this week, who still is very poor defense. New Orleans does not have a good defense. This is a great matchup. They're at home. Tampa's been re- playing great, great football lately. This is not a – if you have a, need a tight end for this week, I think you, if, if Ladarius Green's not out there – I'd go Ladarius Green, but then I go Cameron Bray too with, mm-hmm. as the potential waiver wire ads for you. I mean, that's I, yeah, I like you too. And you you look at what he's been doing. I mean, he has four touchdowns in the last six games. Mm-hmm. So you you add that. I mean, that's pretty much all you can ask for in yep. a lot of these tight end situations. And he's been doing it against the lesser teams. Yeah, he had two he had two down weeks, but that was Kansas City and Seattle. They were yeah, great defenses. They're, they're good defenses. And the, New Orleans is no great defense. Yeah. And even week fifteen, Dallas yeah. isn't a great defense. And week sixteen, New Orleans yeah. again. And even in <laughs> Seattle, I mean, four catches for forty nine yards. I mean, that's not going to kill you no. going every tight end. So you could do much worse than. But than I mean, is there a better is there a better tight end schedule or better schedule for a team a player than? Cameron Bray here coming up, New Orleans, Dallas, New Orleans, these playoff weeks, that's pretty good. Yeah, probably not. So Tampa, I mean, just Tampa-wise, like, look at Jameis Winston. If you, that's okay. Oh, yeah. And he's <laughs> on the waivers, but, you know, maybe. Maybe he's yeah. randomly out there. But, like, for Tampa players, I mean, that's a good, good a little good playoff little lineup there, you see. But Cameron Bray is not a bad one to pick up here. Um, then I'm going to – running back handcuffs. I've been, I bring it up every week, but this you need to have these players. If you are a DeMarco Murray owner, get Derrick Henry on your team. Yeah, if you can. If you can. And he's it's 46% of leagues, so there's a lot of very competitive leagues. He's not going to be out there. But if you can get him, if you're in the playoffs and DeMarco Murray gets hurt this week, yet you somehow still survive, if you have Derrick Henry, you're great. You're in perfect position. You, you're not worried. If you don't have Derrick Henry, it's going to be a challenge. And then there's Alfred Morris again. Yeah, Mike, Mike Gillisley. For the McCoy owner, Mike Gillisley, actually, he, you can almost play him on his own like with the goal I, line work he's getting. I, I do. I think that's a great point. I think Gillisley, beforehand, we're kind of just worried McCoy gets hurt and everything like that. It's very true. But at the same time, he's probably one of the more important ones to have because even if McCoy is just questionable for a week, yep. he comes in and he steals the goal line carries yep. like he just did to you. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little frustrating. A healthy McCoy, and yet it's still... Mike Gillisley getting all those, you know, carries at the goal line. It's going to keep happening, I believe. Um, another one, Jacquez Rogers. He's back. He's healthy. So if you're a Doug Martin owner, oh, that's get Jacquez Rogers. He actually he's back. He looked pretty decent. I was watching that game a little bit. He actually looked he looked good out there. He looked like he did before his injury, and he looked great for those few weeks he was filling in for Doug Martin. Oh man, they they have no problem giving him yeah. the ball. I mean, well, when he blew up. 30 carries for 101 yards, yep. 26 carries for 154 yards when everyone lost their minds, 19 carries for 69 and a touchdown, and then he comes back, he gets 7 carries for 29 yards, um, he gets a, another couple catches, I believe, yeah, rounds he, out to get 5 points. He's He looks he looked good, he looked very, like he always looks good, I like I like the way Jacquez Rogers plays, he looks like he's, you know, he's going to get you points, so if Doug Martin gets hurt, which... Doug Martin getting hurt is not something that would anybody be surprised to hear. Yeah, it's quite the shocking. It, it's definitely going to happen. So, shoot. 
<laughs> you should have Chakwas Rogers. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people are going to be going after him either. So, no, throw a couple bucks at him. I mean, there's put a lot of people, the end of your bench. A lot of people don't even realize he's back, probably. It wasn't like something that was, you know, yeah. talked about too much. Um, another guys, running back-wise, again, these aren't special players. And what are you going to do? It's Kenneth Dixon. I talk about him again. Another 7.7 points. He's... Still getting more work. Terrence West actually had a pretty good game, but so if I mean if you don't want to, you know, have Terrence West and Kenneth Dixon, but if that's the situation you're in and you actually have to rely on Terrence West, you should have Kenneth Dixon on your team. Hope you're not in that spot. That's if you're in that spot, you're probably maybe not in the playoffs, but <laughs> maybe maybe. But the, you know that's but that's where we get to because it gets kind of low. Some of these players aren't going to be the greatest, like you know. You can talk about him every week. The Matt Asiata. You want him on your team? You want to play him? Probably not. Wendell Smallwood, he never – It. he was what? Was it two weeks ago? Huge, huge pickup supposed to be, and it – no, it just – Yeah, it didn't pan out. But it, I mean, that, that's why you throw these guys in your happen. bench and see if they pan out. Yep, and there's not many other options. It's, you know, Jarrett McKinnon is just above the 50% mark. And if you're in a pinch where you need a running back starter, you might throw him in and he could get you – he he could get up to ten points maybe he's not spectacular and he hasn't been great but you know hopefully you're not in a situation where you need to throw some of those guys in because it's not it's not pretty after that there's just not much there it's more of wide running back wise it's handcuffs you get handcuffs and what about quarterback wise do you see any streamers this week I see one for sure I have I have one quarterback this week. If if you're still got a team that's streaming quarterbacks, well, and I know he really sucked, and I don't know exactly what <laughs> happened with that. But I mean, Kaepernick is Kaepernick. Is, I don't want to say it like that. <laughs> Kaepernick is still there. I mean, forty nine percent. I I think I think they'll I, give I think him the I start. Still, I still I still trust him more than uh, a lot of these because man, once you once you fall below that fifty percent, go go below sixty. If you, if you stick at sixty, there's one guy right above Kaepernick on the own. List that I would start this week. That's Andy Dalton. Oh that's yeah, sure. well yeah. I mean that's very true. He's just he's just above that fifty percent mark. He has that beautiful matchup against Cleveland. That he, I would start him. He just had one of his better games of the year too. Yeah, nice twenty six points. points, and he, he scored twenty four against Cleveland last time. Yep. So I, yeah, he's definitely he's startable. Um, Hopefully, you're, I mean, I mean, it really depends on who who you're trying out there, right? I mean, maybe it's it's tough to say at this point because I hope teams that have gotten to this situation you know have an every week started but there are some people that have literally gone streaming wise have been there, and they might have relied on Kaepernick last week that might have been their new guy and I mean to be fair too though people like um I just want to make sure it is because we haven't done our rankings yet but I, I think there's a couple of people out here that you have you were able to rely on Prescott you were able to rely on uh Mariota and both of those guys have tough matchups coming up um I'm not sure if I would start Dalton over either of those guys, but at this time, that's definitely one of those that you can look at because it is going to really depend on how their team is performing, who they're going up against. Because these are also the kind of the dog days where even you know there's a that those stats about how Brady does, Breeze. They always yeah. like you know because they've had such long careers that this is the the time of the year where they start dipping. Yep. So, you know, having someone like Dalton is not the worst thing. Yeah, there, Unbelievably, I can't believe that's coming on the Yeah, because there's, there's not many great streaming options this week. Like, normally, I mean, you wouldn't mind streaming somebody against maybe like Oakland, possibly. But that guy is Alex Smith this week. So, 
Yeah. It, you're not not starting Alex yeah, Smith. More than likely, you're not grabbing any. I mean, the there's not much. Underneath, yeah, the guys under, and we said 60% for Dalton. Like, the guys underneath that are, you know. No, I mean, Joe Flacco's down there, and he just had a great game, but I'm I, I'm not trusting no, there's just, Flacco there really, in the playoffs. There really isn't many options. So, I mean, hopefully at this point, people that streamed quarterbacks did find their guy by now. But yeah. then again, there could be that person who relied on Mariota and then maybe went to Kaepernick last week. And they're kind of in a spot right now where Mariota's playing against Denver. Kaepernick is not reliable. What are you going to do? That there's there's probably a team or two out there like that. Yeah. Maybe if Dalton's there, I think you start Dalton this week. That would be that would be what I would do. And then we might as well talk about a couple defenses to end out the waivers. Who are the I'm defenses? And just before we do, yep. I can't believe I'm saying this myself, <laughs> but if you're in a very very tight pinch. Um, Brock Osweiler did not have the worst game against Green Bay. 21 points. He hasn't been performing that well. But he's playing against Indy, which gives up a lot through the air. And last time he played them, he had 20 points as well. So if you're in an absolute pinch, um, you know, that's something. I would. But that's like like Craig said. If that's if you haven't found your guy. and, and Because other guys are going to be able to go after these. So yep. if they see someone like Dalton or Kaepernick are the only two on the waiver... I've seen where they've I've I've had someone scoop up multiple guys against me because they knew I was hurting. Yep. So just keep them in the back of your mind if you have to play them. I, I feel for you, but just uh, just know that's one more name that has a great matchup, even though he he's not one of my favorite guys. Yep. Well, defense. Yeah. This is this is streaming. A big one. Who are the? There's only a couple defenses though out that you can get this week. I feel like that will yeah, be good matchup. I'm actually surprised. I was looking. Is there more than you? More. I, I think I had four. Yep. That. Uh, you know, meet our criteria, fall below 50% owned, yep. that have good matchups and have been playing pretty well of late, that I would feel okay starting. So, um, the first one being... The first one being... Uh, Cincinnati, right? Yes, obviously, the Bengals. Yep. And they're 50.7, so they're just technically over it. But they're playing against Cleveland. Yeah, the only reason they've gone up to that is because we've been picking them up preemptively yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, exactly. this, for this matchup. That's pretty much it. And they actually, they, they held Eagles pretty well down for most of that game. They end up with eight fantasy points, but they gave up only 14 to Philly. Cleveland is not as good as Philadelphia, so that should be a great matchup. And I actually, I like the Lions this week. I They're, really do. And another one that's playing very, very well of late. Yep. I mean, the last three games, 18, 6, and 11. Yeah. And now they're playing Chicago. And they held, they held New Orleans to 13 points. I mean, if you just look at like what they've done, not even fantasies point-wise, but the last six games they've played, they have not given up more than 20 points like a, a, to any team. If you have somebody that's only going to give 20 points or less, they're going to give you a floor, a good floor of points. That, and then hopefully they get some interceptions or fumbles, sacks. But they will give you a good baseline there, points. In Chicago, playing Matt, with Matt Barkley as quarterback, that's nothing you're really going to be scared about. Jordan Howard's good, but that's it. I mean... Barkley doesn't have many guys to throw to. Who is he throwing to anymore? You know, it's a different guy every week. You, you never know what to expect. So that's – I like the Lions a lot this week. They would be probably my second favorite streaming defense after the Bengals. I really, really like that matchup. Lions surprisingly have become a good defense. I didn't know – I don't know where that came from because for a while there we kept talking about playing against – playing people against the Lions. And it's definitely changed up. Any other, any other good defenses you think here that might – um, those are those are the two big ones. I think I, so too. I, I do see a few that um, if all these other ones are taken, uh, one that kind of intrigues me is the Titans. 
Yep. And just because they've been playing solid, the last three games, that's what I'm, or they did just obviously get off a bye, but so they're a little bit healthy. Uh, 10 points, 3 and 4, and now they're going against a Denver offense that doesn't usually put up a ton of points. So if you're if you have a really bad matchup and you're having a you know a tough go, Titans is a one that intrigues me a bit, um, and I think the other one is the Steelers, who have been playing out of their minds of late and they've been playing kind of bad teams, and now they're going against Buffalo, which is my only thing. Buffalo, Buffalo, who they're kind of up and down. Yeah, they so are. I'm not sure, but I mean, in the last three games, 22 points, 11 points, and nine, and now you're going against a Buffalo team that. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, they're they're ranked sixth against defenses, which you know means what to me. But um, you know they've given up six five and then one against Jacksonville. So yep. you know I'm not gonna really give too much into that. Um, yep. So that's another one that I'm kind of looking at, and those are all the people that are obviously below fifty percent. Yep. So there's a, a, a handful of teams above that. Obviously, if you have those teams with good matchups, you're gonna play them. But. Yep. No, I agree. That's. I mean, I think. There's good chance that the Bengals and Lions, Lions are out there for you to yeah. get. Yeah, and I, I there's think those no two way. are incredibly good pickups. Yeah. And, and I have both of them, or I will have both of them, highly ranked, um, yep. even a, a, along with the other teams that have been doing well yep. all year. Well, that's pretty much our waivers, I think. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I would say pick a, you know, smart being smart at picking <laughs> a kicker. But, eh. but there's not really a... It's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I picked a Prater... Like two Prater, ago. huge for you last year. Yeah, week. and he did well, and now he's, uh, I think, his all the way through the playoffs, so the next two weeks he has great matchups as yep. well. Um, I actually don't know where he is ranked right now as far as um, owning. Where is he at now? Uh, 72%. So yeah, we're there. already, yeah, we're late on that one. Yep. And he's, there's, I mean, there's a few guys that could be out there that could get points, like Dustin Hopkins, maybe Brandon McManus, those kind of players. Those aren't bad options. Um, I do have to say, the one guy, too, um, Janikowski. Oakland scores a ton, and if you look at what he's been able to do, the pat, I mean, he doesn't really have down weeks. And no. he has the ability to, I mean, he scored 17, 18, he topped off at, and uh, against Buffalo, scored 15. So I, I like Janikowski, too, and he's, yep. what, 43%? Yeah, he's, he's, he seems like he's out there a lot to get yeah. in leagues. Well, so that's pretty much it for waivers yeah, now. Yeah, that'll be it. I want to end the show with looking ahead to 2017 again. This Gosh. is going to be my top 10 picks for 2017. So this is my first round next year. This is who I say to get. And there's actually, I think, most people are going to have some debate between these top like three picks. Who are you going to get? There's, you can go either way for a few of these guys. But I will start with my number 10, Jeff, and let's see what you oh, think. Okay? I love it. You always work your way I up. do. My number 10 pick. This is my 10th pick. It's, you know, A.J. Green. That is who I'm going to be picking at the end of the first round. I got you. I like it. He's coming off an injury. He is. I, he's, I mean, obviously his career is not over by any means. Yep. He was still incredibly productive. I, yeah, I think that's... Well, I guess it also depends on who's ahead of him at wide receiver. You're going to think, you know, who, who yeah. do I have ahead of him? But no, I like that. I think that's a, that would be that a is, solid pick I think at number 10. I think he's just a, he's a solid player. And I think it shows that, you know, Andy Dalton really wants to throw the ball to A.J. Green. <laughs> without him, he's, he's decent, but it's nothing as good without A.J. Green. Yeah. He will, I think he will get have a big year next year. My number nine player is going to be Melvin Gordon. 
Melvin Gordon. He's a coming, first rounder. Coming from obscurity this year, yep. everyone was dog on the guy. I, I think he's going to be a first round pick next year. I don't see why he wouldn't be. I don't see why either. Question: mm-hmm. Woodhead, will he come back? Will he, he be the same type? of I don't player? think he's coming. I don't think he's coming back to San Diego. And I, if I he doesn't think, come back, do you wonder if they're going to pick up someone to fill in that role so they don't wear Gordon out? I think Melvin Gordon's going to have a heavy, heavy workload. I really do. I, I don't see. Even if they bring Woodhead back, I still don't think it would be in any kind of role like he was before. I think Gordon has really taken a stranglehold on that and shown he can do it in the passing game as well, which that's what Woodhead was for. Gordon can do that. I think he's going to be one of the top players to have next year. So if you're at the end of the first round next year, you can go get like Melvin Gore. If you could get your 10, 11 picks, if you get like, because somebody could easily go ahead of these guys. If you can get Melvin Gore to AJ Green in your first round, second round, that's all. Like, I mean, I feel great with that. I mean, that would be wonderful. I mean, that'd probably be better than some of the other combinations you can get here. Yeah, the consistency of that, especially if he can come anywhere near um, the touchdown production that he did this year, which has been just off the charts. My number eight, this is actually where probably there could be some question marks, is LaShawn McCoy. People are going to worry about his injuries and his age and all the carries he has. I guarantee it's going to be the same conversation that we have every year when you you get a a running back that's been in the league for um, a little bit now. You know, they do it with Adrian Peterson, and obviously that the wear and tear did affect him and he got injured. Yep. Um, But McCoy is looking so great this year. Um, Yeah, I I don't see why he won't be a top 10 pick. If he stays the rest of this year, if he stays healthy, yeah. Why won't he be a top 10 pick next and year? And I think, you know, he's one of those guys that maybe you will, like, people will get freaked out about. So maybe he's one of those that will drop to the yep. he could. You know, second round. But I, I have no problem. I would have no problem, especially right now, picking him up. I would have no worries about his age or anything like that. My number seven is Odell Beckham Jr. Number seven. Is that low? I, well, for you, yeah. yeah. He's my number seven. Number seven, all right. So that means there's six players out there that I think are better than him. Trying, before to, before we get to, to that picture, six, yeah, I'm let's to figure pick, them out. Figure these six players, Jeff. I think you can get a couple of them automatic, no problem. Let's so, see if you can get these. So far, it's been. Let's find out. AJ Green, Melvin Gordon, okay, McCoy. So been two Beckham. and two. Wide receiver. Who are these six players? Let's see what you got. Six players. All right. So we have Mike Evans. We have um, David Johnson, obviously, Le'Veon Bell, and. Um, and uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. So that's four. You got four of the six. Yep. There's two more. You should be able to get these. Two more. And then we'll also have Julio. And. Oh, Antonio Brown. There you go. You got all six. Yeah. We're, we're on the same page. Of that, course. Actually, this is going to be the interesting part. Is where where do you rank them? <laughs> See, that's perfect. That just shows already there's a pretty good consensus for what these top picks next year are going to be. Yeah. I mean, those the six guys I picked, I think, were the, the right. easy ones, probably. Yeah. Mike Evans is my sixth. Okay, that, I have no problem with yep. that. Mike Evans could, I could easily see people drafting him above. Actually, that's a really tough one. Actually, you know what that means? That Des Bryant isn't in the he's top not. eight. He's or not. Or top ten, I mean. And he's behind A.J. Green. Yeah. Which is, that's where I kind of. That's interesting. That's where it kind of goes. I think, I like I, I like A.J. Green a little better than Des. Right. Not much, but a little. Let me think about this. I'm going to think about a few other players yep. that you left off, and I'll ask you about yeah. them after this. But so, Mike Evans, okay. I put Evans ahead of Beckham. That's where that's one where I was like, could go either way. I, I like think. That. Evans to me is more consistent with targets. Oh. Beckham has these games. He, he, he's been like that all year, where he's, he's a lot of four for forty games, five for fifty games. He does those. Evans has a few of those too, but 
It's still Jameis Winston only looks for Mike Evans, and I don't see that changing next no. year. And I think Jameis Winston will only be better next year. I don't think Eli Manning will be better next year. Eli Manning's only going to be worse next year. Let me <laughs> let me try to guess the order yes. of this next five. Now my top five. Who? All right, what? so this is really interesting because I could easily see it. First of all, David Johnson, number one, I assume. No. Really? No, he's not. All right, this is, how I guess, how I would do it. I yep. would go David Johnson, number one. Yep. Um, Antonio Brown, two. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, number three. Bell and then Julio. I went number one Zeke. Okay. Number two David Johnson. Okay. Three Bell, four Antonio Brown and five Julio. Okay, so okay. Three I, the three running backs. I put one, two, three. I think I'm okay. Going back that, to the old I school, think, old school yeah. thinking here. And I'm I'm totally fine. That's why I'm I'm actually surprised you did Zeke above David Johnson yep. just because of the amount he's been able well, to my do. Worry and he's would, so new. And David Johnson has been great. My worry is that Arizona offense, Carson Palmer. He's not good the same. He's, I mean, what's he going to be next year? He's going to be the quarterback next year. If he is, how good is sure, he going to be? If he's be, not, who are they going to have? Quarterback change, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. Where's Larry, is Larry Fitzgerald back? Or is he done? I don't, you yeah, know, I don't know. And if he is back, he's still. And then he's what's going to happen with John Brown, Floyd? It, I worry about that offense. I don't worry about the Cowboys' offensive line. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I can totally buy into that. I'm, and I guess I, I don't have any problem. Obviously, all these guys are great, yeah. and I have no problem Bell going above. But Antonio Brown, you almost don't get safer than that. Yep. Why why pick Bell over Brown? I think Bell's just yeah, I think he's a great player. Oh, I like he, he's might have some suspension concerns. Well, I mean every year I feel like he misses time. <laughs> he does. But Brown I, does I think that's where he came. If I had to choose between the two, I think I lean towards the running back. I think I still do. It's still a more scarce position. It's a harder position to get great players at, I feel like. I, I would agree with you. So yeah, I lean I'm gonna lean back I'm gonna go back to running back. This year everyone went back with receiver. I think I go back running back next year. Right. And get those top. Yeah. That's so. That's that's my list. There we go. I like it. I'm trying to think who have you missed out on? Yeah. That I would absolutely and let me actually. I just. Uh, I mean, there's no way I'm putting back. I'm not putting um, Adrian Peterson. He's not going to be a top. He's not going to be a first round pick next year. Coming back from injury, that's one guy that was always a consistent first round pick. But you're not picking. A, you're not picking Adrian Peterson in the first round next year. There's no, no way. And I mean, and obviously you're not picking any quarterback, and no. there's no tight end definitely now that you. Can Gronk even, is not a yeah, first round player. I wouldn't no even. Way. I don't. I'd have a hard time drafting Gronk in the second round, based off his injuries. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, people it, were talking about his career being in jeopardy after. It's. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been so injury prone, and it's like, I would not pick. I've always been against picking Gronk in the first round anyway. This has made it even more of a thing. Like, why? Why would you do it? Here's a question, and this might be a very difficult one to answer right off the top of your head. I have, I have three. Well, first of all, I would like to know what's going to happen with Demarco Murray. He was he was basically my eleventh. Okay, he I was, was going to say if he obviously you assume he's was, coming it was, back. It was Demarco then Des. My De, Demarco's there. I just worry about because I did bring up last week about Derrick Henry. I think is going to be more of a breakout. I think there's going to be more of a split between the two next year. I do too, and that that would be my worry too. But man, he has been so. Yeah, but he, he's still going to be a second round pick. There's nothing like that's going to happen. He's going to be a second round pick, no, without a doubt to me. Um, but because that's where you get like, what do you do then after that? Like, who are these players going to be next year? Is it going to be like an Jay Ajayi? But he's been kind of tailing off. But 
Mm-hmm. You know, he, Jai was one I was gonna he's going to be one of those guys. Where, where are those guys that really broke out this year? And uh, Jai, uh, Jordan Howard. Yeah, that's my. Those were you know, Spencer I, Ware. Now that we know that he is going to be the guy yeah. there for you know next okay. year. Todd Gurley. What do you do with Todd Gurley next year? Uh, yeah, man, that is going to be an interesting. I feel like I have a feeling someone's going to draft him very high. He, I think he's a top of the second round type pick. I, I think someone's going to draft him extra, like higher than I have him. So he's going to be yep. one of those that I just assume is going to get away because. Yep. Of, those because he's still a big name. And those middle running back, it's hard to say. I have a hard, right now. It's hard to say what's going to happen. But um, yeah, what do you do? Jordan Howard, Jay Ajayi, those kind of guys. Jordan Howard to me has shown. I think he's going to be the guy in Chicago. So he's a second round pick next year. I think Jay Ajayi, Jordan Howard, Spencer Ware. If there's no Jamal Charles, which how do you, I mean, come back from another knee, like a third knee surgery, basically. That's a tough one. But those kind of guys are going to be second round picks to me. Carlos Hyde, he's there too. Mm-hmm. They're all in that second round tier. It's going to be, you know, in Todd Gurley, obviously. And well, we always forget about Devontae Freeman, but he's still. Yeah, well, I, I think, well, we talked about that too. He's amazing. I love that guy, but he's going to have Tevin Coleman full. Yep. So, you know, those other guys don't have anyone. Yep. And that's why DeMarco Murray got, you know, a little outside the top 10 is because of who's behind. Yeah, but the, after that, that's pretty much I, those are the second round I think guys the to me. The only other person that is a. Large producer and very very safe is Jordy Nelson. Yeah, and I, I know I wor- he's getting up there. Yeah, in age. I worry about that. But I mean, he's staying healthy this year, which is a new one. Yeah, I just worry. And he I still guess has I, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. I just think I just worry. I guess I'm more worried about the age. I think he's he, he's probably in that second round with those running backs as he, as the I mean, next receiver up with him. Maybe him and like T. Y. Hilton ish those kind of guys. But and, and maybe Amari Cooper could get into that conversation. I think Amari Cooper is probably up there. After that, I mean, what do you do? Or is it like? I think those are the type of guys that will be second round. I mean, I think it's going to be more running back heavy second round than wide receiver. I want after, I mean, after the way this year won, I, I would ag- agree, I would think. But wide receivers are so easy to get that people probably will still try to go heavy on them. And you start wondering if that, it might swing the other way, right? Yep. Where you can get, I mean, I got Hyde Gordon for a steal this year. Now I'm wondering if who someone those? like DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a steal. And we mean, yeah, didn't even think we don't about know who their quarterback is going to be. Is it going to be Osweiler again? Are they going to see? Know, I think blow that up? I think like he 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 put him in the same kind of spot as Todd Gurley. They're I think they they are going to be that set potential second round player that you really could get burned by. Like yeah. you're going to draft. It was kind, it's kind of like Eddie Lacy this year, who people he had a he had a poor year. He hasn't been very good, but people okay one more chance on Eddie Lacy. Will he do it? It's going to be that with Gurley and Hopkins. People are going to do it off the potential. They think they're still going to be there, and it really could sure. be a pick that it could be a pick that's huge. You could get a first round talent in the second or third, or you just you wasted a second or third round pick. It could easily go either way. I also have a feeling that Amari Cooper is going to be extremely high in everyone's. He, life. I think he is too, and that's another one. I like Amari Cooper a lot, but I I would me personally, I'm going to probably I'm going to probably go away from Cooper. I'm going to go away from Gurley. I'm going to go away from Hopkins. I'm not touching those guys next right. year. Unless I can get – if I was getting him like the third round, yes. Yeah. I think I would, I would do that in the third round. But I don't think they'll be there in the third round. No. I, I think Gurley and Cooper are going to be really hyped up, especially Cooper. Yep. I mean, he's going to be in his third year. He's on a very, very good offense. I yep. mean, he shows flashes. And yeah. Gurley is still good. Yep. You know, he's decent. But Hopkins is one of those guys I'm going to be very interested in because I, I think – 
he's played so poorly or his mm-hmm. offense has, that I think people are going to be so sour on him that you right. might be able to swoop him up well, in much later rounds. It's one of those guys could fall in your you draft, know? but I've worried they're going to go ahead of those Jordan Howard types, those JJIs, Spencer oh, I gotcha. I think they'll go ahead of them, but I don't know if they should yeah. go ahead of them. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about, like, rounds, but really, I mean... Really, yeah. Every but that also we do, that, we're all auction. Auction. So that goes the same tier, though. That's like just yeah, the same it's thing. True, it's the same price. It's yeah, the where amount do you of go? money you can save. And the two hundred dollars, like yeah, those guys are going to go in. What Gurley's going to in most drafts? Those, especially if you're in a keeper league, Todd Gurley still might be kept because he could have been cheap the year before, but he's not. He's probably going to go almost no. thirty, forty dollars, and I'm not spending it. No. And another guy that had a pitiful year after a monster, he was what, I think he was fifth overall, Allen Robinson. Yeah. he's. And I don't know what's going to happen with that offense either. So there's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, it is. When it comes down to those guys to see yeah. where everyone falls. Well, and then what? Yeah, when's the first quarterback go off the board? I think it. I think it's further down the board this year, fourth round and those okay, kind of things. Yeah. And I mean, if you're spending auction money, maybe Twenty dollars max is yeah, what I mean. I would even find out that. real quick that I do not pay for quarterbacks. No, who is I, I have in the past, and I, it just never. I don't think it's ever very worth it. Like it's, I love to have Rodgers. I love to. I'm saying still Rodgers is the guy. I think because I mean Brady's there, but it's still Brady's another year older. Drew Brees is another year older. You yeah, know, and, and there's not the young guy that to me is not a, one of those young guys that stepped up to become that elite no. elite. And, player. and you're you're hoping that you know. And I feel like luck is always going to go for a little more than, you know, because he, what is he's ranked number 10 overall, I believe, or something like that, very close. So he's a starting quarterback. But until they, if they fix that line, yep. you know, maybe he can make the jump up. But really, I, I don't think there's anyone on here that I'm, I'm willing to pay for. No, I'm not going to. Sp- me personally, I'm not spending more than no, 10 I, I mean, on a quarterback, you, I mean, and that's even risky. Yeah. I'll probably go back to my, my cheap quarterback and then try to find out who's going to be the guy and get him. No, and I would much rather go and stream or take a shot at someone a little farther down that I think has more potential than get burned by, like, a Russell Wilson. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in Roethlisberger, I mean, th- these guys can get hurt, and I know a lot of people paid for him. So um, that's just one of those positions I don't pay for. And and just to round it out, tight end, <laughs> um, that is going to be mm. very interesting. Because well, for the first time, Gronk will not be – a overly expensive guy, I would assume. Well, the problem and is Reed too. Yeah, I was, was going to say the problem is the two most talented tight ends are the two most injury prone tight ends. So, and Olsen kind of took it on the. Ch- I know he's ranked two overall, so it's like whatever. Yeah. But he's, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's Olsen's right now is at a pretty poor stretch, and so yeah, he's, he's definitely like trending in the wrong way. And yep, Cam so Newton hasn't yeah, been playing. Well, right. I, pretty much for next year, I already know which I do most years anyway. I'm not spending on quarterback, and I'm not spending on tight end. And no. I'll, I'll find a tight end at some point. My that's my feeling, yeah. and I'll find a quarterback. I'm not spending on either of those no. positions. I will probably, honestly, the max I will spend on an, in an auction at tight end is two dollars. I really don't go higher than that. If I, I mean, I'm, I'll find one of those guys, and then hope there's always a waiver wire guy. Jordan Reed was that guy last year. Yep. You know, Delaney Walker was that guy. There's always that gonna gonna be that yeah. player. And you can, I mean, you really can hear about these guys ahead of time. Like, I, yep. I mean, I got Jimmy Graham when he was on the Saints before he blew up. I yep. got Kelsey True. before he blew up. And even this year, Jimmy Graham, everyone thought his career was over. I spent like a buck. I think I spent two bucks or three yeah. bucks on him, and I put him on my bench yep. and waited to see what happened with him because I would rather take that possibility of talent. So, and and you see it here too. If you don't get one of them. You're not any worse off than anyone else. <laughs> no, because I'm just those the most talented guys are going to be hurt, so I'm not getting yeah. them. I think that's it. That's all I got. 
Boom. That is yeah. it for the week 14 waiver edition. Look ahead to 2017 slash, show. Slash. Whatever you don't want to call it. But, you know, once again, go to the fantasyfootballprofit.com and then follow us on Twitter at the FF Profit. And we will see you guys again for the next show. 